0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time.
2: We're professionals. We're ready when our name is called. And we kept the main thing the main thing. This shit wasn't easy at all. And a lot of people counted us out. A lot of people counted us out. From jump, a lot of people in here said Liberty and Five. We know. (laughs) We know. So that just fueled us. People counted us out as back-to-back champions. (laughs) Back-to-back. So, like, that shit fueled us. We read it. We see it. Thank you. And it do us, so thank you. So yeah, that that says a lot about us. We came ready to play. Everybody doubted us. We just kept the foot on the gas. Yeah, they had us game 3, I ain't going to lie they did. Game 3 was a little stinker. But hey, we came back and we kept weathering the storm. And now we came back on top. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we just came. Yeah. Yeah. Wait y'all, yeah. I'm being serious. I
3: Repeat in college, um, going for the second title in 2018. So, I mean, what was that on your mind? Emily! Emily! Was that on your mind coming into this at all? And does this sort of feel like a redemption moment for you in that regard? I can't can't
2: hear Emily because she straight dissed me just now. That is my journey on the quest to be the best. I'm nothing without them. I'm nothing. I'm not able to wear this shirt without them. I'm not able to shoot that turnaround jumper without my teammates. And and that shit was clean.
4: I'm telling you, welcome to the brother from another. I wish they had invited us to the party. We yes. missed the party. What if like, listen, I don't think I've ever been a part of Rita and Nat. I don't think I've ever been a part of a press conference so lively. I mean, it's just a pre- most press conferences are just, you know, matter of fact. And hey, uh, state your name and affiliation. Hello, uh, I'm the NFL chick. I'm uh, Rita Hubbard uh, question uh, for you. And then you can take this one too. Hi, I'm Natalie Natalie. You were interviewing Asia Wilson. You did that earlier this year. Yeah, I don't know if it was that festive, but oh, <laughs> last night. Last night they had reason. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. Listen, I'm so excited. Uh, I, I can't even pretend to be objective uh, unbiased on this. I was rooting for the Las Vegas aces to win this thing. I was getting a little worried because if they hadn't won it last night, they win by one back to back uh, WNBA champions. If they hadn't won it last night, going back to Vegas with the injuries that they had, I'm not really sure. What was going down, but than that shame on me for doubting (laughs) where are my gold bottles. Shame. Let me bring on my shame. Let me bring on my peacock. I'm bringing my peacock
3: gold bottles.
4: Oh, yes. Hey, 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 hey,
2: hey.
3: <laughs> it is always festive with Asia Wilson. Always. What? I wanted to knock a few buck too. That was great. That was yes. great. First of all, I just have to say, the Aces are the team for the culture. Like, they are just for the culture, and we love that. You know, like, they actually... The the person who was, like, you know, calling, okay, you next, you next, he tried to stop it early. And they were like, whoa, they stopped him. They're like, I got things to say. And they made him continue with the presser. Like, it was, there's so much that was not even captured in that 90 seconds because it was so good. It was for real a party in there. Uh, I am just so happy for them. Uh, they all talked about the adversity that they faced and to see them come through and win it, I mean, everyone has different definitions of adversity, but you lose two of your starters right before a game four. You lose Candace, you know, earlier in the season, Candace Parker. I mean, to me, to go in to New York, and that building was packed. It was mm-hmm. a raucous crowd. They were certainly booing <laughs> the Aces afterwards. For them to go in and win and win on a defensive possession that was a masterclass it's gutsy it's gutsy and they are the best in the world
4: it was almost Rita I want to hear you on this it was almost a masterclass because it does kind of take your breath away that you've got a three wide open to either win it or go home now they they missed it it was an air ball but you you don't want (laughs) to see that you don't want to see that like oh I was like, oh my God. Because then they stopped. Okay, hey, we got a double team here. Kick out. Oh, we got this covered. Kick to the corner. Ooh, open shot. And the three was it wasn't even close. In football, that would have been that would have been a like a 47 yarder that went wide, 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 wide right. I mean, not even <laughs> not even in the shot. But hey, what did you see, Rita? What you know, what's your takeaway? Because I want to hear you guys on this. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Uh, from this game and from this big picture uh, what's your takeaway rita
5: yeah i mean that was one of the i, I mean i'm gonna just say it worst possessions i've seen in a, a must-win game uh you know you needed that obviously to continue the series and it just it you, it, it was just a flop it was it was really bad and so um it, i i'm with everything that nat said listen, this team it has fought. They had guys that were out. They had guys that weren't really able to play all year. And so for the Liberty to have been the, what people kept saying was the kryptonite, right, uh, for the Aces, for them to be playing down, you know, guys that were injured and still being able to rise to the occasion, to me, speaks volumes, not only about them as a team, but about their coaching as well. And so that, that to me, is, is the great part. I think, to me, I'm more Not concerned, but the thing is, is that in a must-win game, when you're MVP, you get the ball in the MVP's hands and they don't deliver. And then when you look at really what they've done this whole series, because Nat tweeted this last night, right? Like, it's not just about last night where she had uh, only 10 points and she was 3 for 17 from the field goals. But she's only averaged, what, 16 points in this whole Series compared to Asia Wilson, who's averaged at least 21 points this whole series. I- I'm just confused as to what happened in this moment. But my favorite thing, guys, this is my favorite thing, and this is why Twitter to me is so great. Asia tweeted last night at 1.28 in the morning. She <laughs> said, Time now I'm sleep. All right, my hair wasn't done. Game three. I'm a mess. So once I got my hair done, I was good to go. So the young lady basically said, it was because her hair was not... That is a very black woman thing to say because our crowns are very important to us and when we are not on point, sometimes it reflects what we do in our day-to-day jobs. I believe her 100%. She said she had an off day, which if you look at what she did, it did look like an off day and she said it was because of her hair. She went and got her hair done for game. And the lady had twenty four point sixteen rebounds in a, a game that was going to end it all. So shout out to her for knowing what her superpower was, which was going to get that head done so she can look good, so she can be on that on I that podium it. when she gets that trophy. I love it. I'm happy
4: for her. Now listen, we call it we call it fresh cut confidence. Yeah. But what, what is it like? Okay. Well, or oh, oh, what? Or oh, what else? What else could it be? I you know that that's for that. That's when I had that's when I had a little hair to cut. But still, I'll tell you. Even with the stubble, if I got stubble, I'm not quite right. But if I just get it all shined up, I feel better too. So I, I'm, I'm with her. Fresh cut confidence, getting your hair done, whatever it was. So what's Brianna Stewart's excuse? Ooh. She looks like she had Oh, internet. we're not here.
3: We're not here to make excuses for Brianna Stewart. That's what people have been doing hey, all hey, season. She get, I am did not. She one not of get, those her no, she because, get her hair done? <laughs> no. She get her hair done. She in
4: New York. Hey, listen, she in New York. She in New York. There are lots of places.
3: Listen. What happened? I first first of all, I want to give credit because that possession did not go the way that they wanted because we need to give credit to the Aces defense and we need to give credit to Alicia Clark because First of all, oh my gosh, Alicia Clark, I cannot say enough about her. But what she did in that game defensively, its not you're not going to see it in the output, you know, the sixth player of the year. But what she did by the way she defended Stewie all night, she contained her. And on that last possession, she did not allow Stewie to get the ball Good. in her spot. She didn't Good. allow her. And that's why Stewie had to pass out, you know, which was the right decision. Sabrina couldn't get a clean look. They passed it over to Sloot, who, who airballed a three, but that was all the, def- the defense of the Aces, and it was a master class. Brianna Stewart has not played really great throughout this postseason by her standards, but the entire right. postseason, okay? And in this final, she's been underwhelming. So I don't know what it is. Sometimes, you know, the greats just have those. I'm not here to... Um, denigrate the name of Stewie because Brianna Stewart is obviously one of the best players to ever play, but she did not... She did not meet the moment the way that her team needed to her, needed her. John Quell Jones has been carrying. you know, your role player has been stepping up all throughout. you know, shout out to Bennagel right? You have like people coming in all throughout. They needed her to be Brianna Stewart last night. They needed Sabrina to shoot, you know, the way that she did. She wanted to do night night celebrations. You gotta wait. That is premature, baby. That was premature. You need to wait until you conclude, because that is for championships and people that actually win, okay? Yep. Win and finish the task. So you want to yep. do night-night celebrations? You needed to be hitting them threes last night. And let me tell you, Sydney Colson was not trying to hear that because the word on the street is that Sabrina told her to get her behind back to the bench. And Sid, she, like... Yeah, she racked up a lot of fouls. They were all on Sabrina, but Sabrina did not get loose last night. You talk about a player who barely plays. The 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 Aces bench barely plays, and she came in that game, Holly, and was a plus 17 in 15 minutes. Wow. So people can talk about her yeah. fouls and all that. She came in the game and impacted it, and she gave Sabrina fits. And she was pissed, and she tweeted about it last night. She was pissed. That, that that Sabrina was attempting to talk trash to her. So shout out to the Aces. They heard everything WNBA Twitter said. They heard everything the media said. Asia took that fourth place vote to, to heart so much so that her teammates asked the media about it last night in that yep. presser. And they came and they delivered and they, t- and they showed y'all who they well, are.
4: I, they did. And you know what, uh, Rita, I want to hear you on this. Rita and Natalie, uh, just when you talk about like some of the some of the characteristics of of a champion. Okay, you know, everybody knows the surface stuff, but I really want to get into the weeds of what makes a champion a champion. These are my favorite types of champions. Okay, champions who uh, have something they they have a mission. They have a collective mission. They feel like there's some slight now other people say get over it, but no, no, no champions don't they hold on to things that we've all forgotten about. So it's not, not just the MVP for Asia Wilson. It's probably something else. It's probably going back to like the, w- the formation of the Liberty when they were anointed a super team capable of knocking off the aces. Maybe they were holding on to that. Or maybe they were holding on to Becky Hammond, uh, you know, being suspended at the start of the season. Whatever it is, they feel like they have a collective mission, something they have to prove. But more than that, champions, when they have people out, they step up. And when they're on the road, see champions love to win on the road. Mm -hmm. You know, you would think from a fan standpoint, hey, come back and win in front of your fans. But uh, somebody who's like a champion says, "Wait wait a minute. No, 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 no. I want to go. I want everything stacked against me. I want to go to your turf. I yep. want to come to your place. Yep. I come to your place where you're comfortable. You slept in your own bed. You got your crowd. You got your logo on the court. I'm going to stop on your logo. I'm going to celebrate in your house. I'm going to open the refrigerator. Rick James, I'm putting my feet on the couch.
0: Go ahead, <laughs>
4: Eddie. I'm putting my feet on your couch. What? <laughs> because I can. <laughs> That's what the that's what the last oh, Mark Davis did. on the middle of
0: your court. <laughs> hey, Mark right Davis. <laughs> hey, Mark Davis.
4: Get those bottles. Get those bottles. This is really an official. This is an official <laughs> NBC. Okay. All right. I just wanna let you know.
5: But yeah, that's what they did.
4: But how about that? Just the characteristic the the, the characteristics of of a champion of a back-to-back champion, Rita.
5: I, I want to um, bring in a, an analogy. Remember when Peyton Manning – this is a football analogy. Remember when Peyton Manning was, you know, the guy, and, but Tom Brady was still winning Super Bowls, and everybody kept saying, Peyton Manning, yeah, you're a phenomenal player, but you're not winning the big one. And until you do, until you find a way to play better in the playoffs, because Peyton Manning, when he got to the playoffs for a while, did not play well. And they until he was able to find a way to – overcome that adversity, he was not going to be a champion. And that was a thing that we talked about for quite some time, right? Similar to Clayton Kershaw, right, with the Dodgers. We had those conversations about guys that if they are not able to overcome the adversity of what they do in the playoffs, because it felt like those guys were different in the playoffs than they were in the regular season, then they can't be champions. It really is about your best players being, to, being able to motivate the guys that they play with, one and then also just being able to elevate their game so if they have to be the ones that carry that team they can be the ones to carry that team. It it always boils down to me. This is just to me. It always boils down to your best players being able to stand up in the face of adversity and saying I don't care about anything that, that has happened up until this point. I don't care that the Liberty had our number during the regular season. I don't care about the fact that I didn't get the MVP votes. I don't care about the fact that they you know Beckham and they're saying all these things about them we have one job and that is to elevate our game to make sure that we win a championship and when you have a leader like Asia Wilson that is able to get her girls on board to do that to me that's the makeup of a champion but in my opinion it always starts with the people that we expect to stand up if they do their part to me everything else falls into place yeah
3: I'm so happy to see it I think it's about the experience as well, you know, like having the experience. I mean, one of the things that I just thought was so calming was like early in the game, the Aces had a lot of turnovers, which you sort of expect expect they're missing their point guard. And they did like a a in-game interview with Alicia Clark. And she's just like, yeah, you know, we'll be fine. Like we had to just get a little used to their length. But like. Alicia Clark, now three-time champion, she was so calm. And, like, you just believed her. Like, I was just like, I don't know how they have the ability to do this. But she had no worries. She's like, oh, we'll be fine now that we'll just adjust and we'll be good. And, like, she said it so definitively and they were indeed good, and she was indeed good on that last possession and contained Stewie, and they won. And I'm just so happy for her because her father passed away earlier this year, and she was really emotional, Um, and, you know, she tweeted like this is for him, you know, so I think that experience, that championship DNA, you know, and uh, look, Kelsey Plum said it, it might have been shade, but she's just like, you don't build a super team in a few months mm. right you don't build a super team in a few months it takes well, time to to become well, that and so the the Liberty well, are very talented and they have yeah. champions on that team but they collectively as a team haven't done it yet
4: yeah well uh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna push back slightly against that I mean they they went to the WNBA finals uh and they took on the defending champion, Las Vegas Aces, and they weren't ready for the Aces. But they, they look, they they made it to the WNBA Finals okay. because they are very talented. They're just not they're not Sorry. the team that the Aces are. But they is are it making it there. They are or or they winning? Team. What do what do we want? a They are a super oh, on, team. is not built to get there.
5: It's built, no. built to win. No, no, no. They are, only and they were built for the Aces. They, only
3: one of them. They come were on. built for come the Aces.
4: I like. Listen, listen. Like, that, no, they absolutely were.
3: We have to tear them down. They weren't
4: ready. They weren't ready. I had the aces too. I'm <laughs> with y'all. I'm gonna have the aces. There was I not tearing an of tearing down, down Don't act like, don't act, don't act like it, you know. Hey, they they don't belong in the same conversation. No, that's not they what lost.
5: that's not what's being said. All
4: right. Well, what does it mean then? They, they are a super team. They just they're a super team. that didn't win a championship.
5: No. Okay. You can't be so. A... Then, so then the point. So then. So then the creation. The reason of the creation was not. It, it didn't succeed. Correct. Well, hold on.
4: It's not our is, is, is the team about to break up. They go break up like new edition. They go break <laughs>
3: up now or like or are we coming
4: back? We coming back next year. They, Look, they next may year?
3: improve. They make it better but like the Liberty have weaknesses and they're actually lucky that the Aces were missing two of their players. I don't think the game would have been particularly close if they were not. Ooh. So I actually disagree with you. I don't think that they're in the same okay. category with them, Ooh. even if they are a super team, because here's the thing. They are a collection of very talented individuals, but there's other things that go in to being a team and gelling and the chemistry, which is why we saw them evolve over the season. But Tarika, Um, Foster Brasby, who came on this show, she said their five best players are also their five worst defenders, right? Like, they have things that they need to clean up and improve. So, no, I don't think that they're on the same level. And that was part of what people who supported the Aces and maybe even the Aces, why they felt disrespected. Like, yeah... The in season looked a certain way, but remember who we are. Remember we're champions. Remember what we did. And you want to do night-night celebrations, you need to be able to back that up. So I yeah. don't think they're on the same level. I think they're very talented okay. and they can get there. But it's to me, it's the Aces and then everyone else. Everybody and I said else, that at the beginning well,
4: of the season. I, I, I'll say this, I'll say this as, uh, as we get ready for Mike Hill. A final word I'll say on this is, look, uh, shout-out to the Aces and shout out to the Liberty because it was the most watched yep. uh, WNBA final series. That's one first time in uh, a generation that we have back to back champions in the WNBA and seeing Don Staley there, you know, supporting her player supporting that the player, you know, Asia Wilson and her team. That's one thing, but it wasn't just Don Staley. You mean, think about what we've seen with the NCAA final. You can play the music here, Gary. It uh, was the NCAA <laughs> final. Uh, got, hey, bring y'all here, family. This is what we do. We play that music. Okay, here we go. NCAA final with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese in the college game. WNBA final. What a year for women's basketball! And let's keep this going. Let's keep this yes. going. This doesn't have to be a blip. This doesn't have to be an aberration. This is the start yes. of something special. Shout yes. out!
2: Woo!
4: Shout out! Hey, he Aces, go ahead do that thing. Do that yeah. thing.
0: Mike, Mike
6: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time.
0: Sure.
4: <laughs> you know, you know, Mike Hill, I don't know if you ever worked with some folks like this. You just like
2: mm.
4: or worked in mm. a place like this where there's always drama. There's always drama in Philadelphia. And so James Harden mean? has decided <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> that's right,
2: David. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> Let me stop you right there. <laughs> yes. It was, that, was that was a reality show. That was a reality show, man. Uh, yeah, I, I know, bro. I, look, I, I feel so bad for Joel Embiid, man, because this ain't the process he was looking for back in the day, bro. I mean, you think about this is the MVP of the league. Ben Simmons wanted out of Philadelphia. He gone. Now, James Harden wants out of Philadelphia. He gone. They lost their coach and Doc Rivers. They got in Nick Nurse. Things are supposed to be good and city of brotherly love, but now Joel Embiid's left answering these type of questions because James Harden can't get his ish together. James Harden needs to do like his 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 shot and take a couple of steps back. You know what I mean? He needs to sit down somewhere because this is just going on too long. He wanted out of Houston, they gave him his wish. He wanted out of Brooklyn, they gave him his wish. Now he wants out of Philadelphia for something that seems so petty and meaningless. Now I don't understand. What's going on with him and moray and all that type of stuff like that I wish it would come out but from the outside looking in james harden looks like a petulant child who needs to have several seats and just play his ass off in philadelphia and then maybe somebody <laughs> will want him
4: hey hey you know what hey, hey gary bring that dead spin headline back bring us that like okay it's not often uh, bring back that dead spin headline it's not often that, that a headline just makes me laugh like this. Okay, look at this. You said, the headline, James Harden works harder than anyone at avoiding hard work. That's the headline. Now, look, listen to the subhead. The beard continues to be untrustworthy, intellectually dishonest, and an overall bad teammate. And those are his good qualities, they say, at this point. So, look, I, I agree. Uh, James Harden it, it, okay. That's one way of looking at it. And I, I, I appreciate that, pers- that. I appreciate that perspective. On the other hand, Rita, I think this is what happened and James Harden will eventually say it. He's all but said it, but he stopped short. He feels like they promised him something. Yep. It wasn't like a wink wink. They probably told him "Hey, you take the you come here. We go take care of you. We're going to get you a deal. And when the deal didn't happen, now he's pissed and he's like it can't be repaired. Look, most of the time, most of the time, Rita, if you driving by, I hope you're driving by and not stopping, but you're driving by and you see two people arguing, they're usually arguing over money. They're <laughs> arguing over money. Just, hey, listen, oh, you said hey, wait a minute, no. Nah, you better, you better hold yeah, you hey, you said you was gonna hold that for a couple of days. It's been a couple of months. Where's my money? You, you, hey, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Let me count this. Let me count it. What? What? What's up? So, I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. They agreed to a deal, and James Harden didn't have it on paper. So now Daryl Morey's mm. like, hey, okay. I, I think that's what we're talking about, Rita. Just a bad financial deal.
5: I don't know because, and, and and that might be true, right? But I'm going back to your point of of when people are arguing, it's about money, and that's mainly true, right? But sometimes it's about breaking promises right like people take people's words for it and when somebody reneges on their word they feel some type of way and an argument ensues right and even mike i agree with you in the sense that it probably to us on the outside it it looks very petty we don't know what it is but it feels minuscule Mm -hmm. but to james harden it does not feel that way for him right now maybe it is him just trying to get out of work I don't know, but for whatever reason, he said that that man told him one thing and did something else, and he is standing 10 toes down in his Mm -hmm. pen. Now, listen, I don't know, we can say whatever we want about James Harden. You're lazy, you don't want to do this, you done found your way out of everybody, but one thing we cannot say, that man has stood 10 toes down into what it is that he said at this moment. Until he shows up to Philly, he said he wasn't playing with them, and he's, as of right now, I mean, the season is about to start in just a couple of days, and he is nowhere to be found. And I'm with you guys. Like, well, what part of the trust the process was this? Because if, if hypothetically speaking, Moray is mm-hmm. telling people one thing and doing something else, then that's bad business. And I'm not saying that they no. can't fix this and they can't do this right, because GMs do this all the time, right? This, uh, this is what happens a lot. But if somebody is saying, I'm standing on that because this is what you said, Mm -hmm. it becomes problematic here
6: it fell uh, 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 Rita and and Mike here's the thing this this is NBA's a business the the, the GM say that all the time they say the agents would have all the time this happens James Harden would do himself a favor if he actually came out and basically said exactly what has been said behind the bat I don't know if it's uh, against the rules, some tampering or whatever, what not, yeah. whatnot, how it's going to yeah. affect the NBA or whatever. It, but he, he would be yeah. better off by putting everything on Maury and putting the blame on him instead of seeming like the petulant child himself. And here's the thing right now. Maury looked at this situation and said, well, James, uh, well, maybe you ain't worth it. If you think about it, you're not worth the money. You went, If this is Giannis asking for that, okay. If this is Joel M B asking for this, okay. Kevin Durant? Okay, James Harden, you're not the player you used to be, bro. You ain't the scoring champ you used to be. Now, you, you as a matter of fact, some days, in some playoff games, you ain't been showing up. And you ain't delivered what we hoped you would deliver when you was in with Philadelphia with, with Joel Embiid when you had the MVP at your beck and call. So, now, if you look at the trade that is broadly going down, with Terrence Mann, this, the Clippers don't want to give up Terrence Mann. And a couple of first round picks that won't mean anything at the end of the day, because the Clippers in Philadelphia 76 is going to be good in the first round. But Terrence, man, that lets you know your value. And that's the team that you want to go to. The Clippers don't need you, bro. They don't need right. you. So they but they're going to make an offer for you. And they say, Terrence, man, a couple of further. And the Sixers said, nah, that's not good enough. That lets you know where your value is right now, James Harden. So maybe you just need to shut up and play basketball and show people that you can still play at an elite level.
4: Yep. Or maybe, maybe it's, maybe that's it his value, or maybe it's just the Sixers being stubborn and his value. Uh, the, the Clippers have his value exactly right. Uh, and, and Philadelphia might be messing around with this thing a little bit, you know, it might be like Terrence mm-hmm. Mann for James Harden might be exactly right, but the, who knows what Philadelphia is asking. For. I wouldn't I'm give it up. Sure. If I'm the Clippers, I wouldn't but, give up
6: Terrence Mann for him to be yeah, honest with you. I would. But, but I love this Terrence
4: is what, this is what I, I want to do. Um, Mm. You know, Mike Hill, I want to get up in your business. I want to get up in your business. Let's get, let's get a shot on Mike Everybody else is. All the blocks. That, that, that's right. That's right. I might as well join the, I well join the crowd. Yeah. I want to join the crowd. Let's get let's give Mike Hill a full shot. I want to get a Mike Hill shot because I can see right behind okay. Mike. I want everybody else to see it. You see that Giants helmet. And so we talked about oh, this gosh. before. Mike Hill is a Giants fan. So we got to talk about the Giants. Oh. Uh, oh, speaking of not worth, worth it. Speaking <laughs> Speaking of brokenness. Uh, let's talk about oh, the Giants, and I want to ask you. I want to ask you uh, just as a Giants mm-hmm. fan, because I feel like something is unfair here. Last year, Brian Dayball took over a team that was not very good, and they made the playoffs. Mm. Nobody, but mm. nobody, nobody expected them to make the playoffs. They make the playoffs last year. Dayball's coach of the year. This mm-hmm. year, uh, now the Giants look like the team that we expected them to be last year, and mm-hmm. I have to read a headline about Brian Dayball in year two. being on the hot seat hot seat for what hot seat for what I don't I don't agree with this at all given what he inherited but I I need to ask a Giants fan sometimes I don't understand what y'all be thinking so I'll ask you
6: Uh, the Giants fans didn't write that headline that's the idiotic media in New York that over and over who's a Giants (laughs) fan
4: uh, Yeah, yeah. they they are Giants They are, I
6: mean, but that's what, what happens, man. And that's why I say only certain players and certain coaches can play and coach in New York City. You can coach and play anywhere else in the National Football League, NBA, Major League Baseball. When you come to New York City, it's a different animal. I used to work in New York City as well as be a big fan. I've seen and heard some of the media members say, I'm going to kill him tomorrow. I'm going to say this because they take it personally a lot of times. That's one of the things I hate about the New York media. There is no way in the world that Dayball should be getting any criticism for the way this team is playing this year. We talked about this a little bit last week, I believe, Mike, when we were talking about the Minnesota Vikings the Giants were playing with fool's gold because if you look at how they won their games last year they won a lot of those games coming back in the second half making adjustments which they've always responsible for but they won a lot of close games and they got into the playoffs and they just happened to beat another team like the Minnesota Vikings which was the worst 13-win team in the history of the NFL in the playoffs last year so this year when you come back and you got Daniel Jones who's still a mediocre quarterback not a good quarterback Saquon coming off the injury and you got an offensive line that is porous that is terrible that is the worst I've seen in a long time and can't stay healthy, and even when they do protect Daniel Jones, the wide receivers can't get any separation for anybody for him to throw to, that leads to a a recipe for disaster. It It is incredulous. It is embarrassing. It is downright insane that the Giants have gone six games without scoring an offensive touchdown in the first half. This is one of the worst offenses. This is the worst offense in the NFL right now. And one of the worst offenses I've ever seen in my lifetime.
5: So you weren't there when the the 2000 Ravens went six games without a touchdown. But
6: you know what? Here's the thing. They they did enough to win. They had a defense that was able to overcome that. As long as, you know, Trent Dilfer and the crew didn't throw interceptions and cause them the game. The Giants backing up. Not giving three and outs, not giving the defense a rest, you know, not turning the football over. The defense is not helping. The special teams is just as horrible. So it's a recipe for disaster. Your offense got to give you something in order for the other two units uh, to 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 keep you in the football game.
5: I, I, I agree with him. I mean, I who's, who is the person that's shopping for the groceries, like Bill Parcell used to say? Because they oh. obviously got to get some help here. The offensive line is bad. The, like you said, there's no separation. Saquon is essentially the star on this team, and if you can find a way to get him out of it, or if he's not playing because he's not healthy, then you obviously have a chance. I don't love Wink Martindale. I know all about him. He was the a defensive <laughs> coordinator with the Ravens. He loves cover zeroes way too much for my liking, <laughs> even though so he does have really good players on the defensive side of the ball. I think sometimes outside of that Bills game, because I do think that they played defensively, they played really well for that Bills game. Did. But there, sure. there's some, there's times they were hitting hard and everything. But there's times where I feel like he makes some ill-advised calls in that regard, and he's not doing his team as a whole due diligence by helping them out. So I, I mean, look, you're right. I mean, Daniel Jones is who he is. They decided that they wanted to stick with him after the season that they had. I it's, a rock, it's between a rock and a hard place there because do you let him go and then try to start over or do you do mm. what you do and, and keep him? But ultimately, if you're going to keep a guy like Jack Daniel Jones, you have to protect him, one, and you have to give him some out-of-this-world players. I would have traded for Devontae Adams, something. I would have mm. done something to help this guy look better than what you, me, whoever else has seen Daniel Jones prior to 2022 bringing him back looks like and, and I don't think that they did that for him at all.
4: But I'll say that, you know, and I, and I want to just put this in shout out. I just I wanted to do this uh, last week or, or earlier this week. I didn't get around to it. Shout out by the way, Tarot Taylor, Tarot Taylor. It's just that dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's that dude. You just, you just throw him in there. He can just stabilize like, hey, it's hey, 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 Rod. It's chaotic over there. Can you do something about it? Hey, I got it. I got it.
6: Listen, I, I will say actually, this. Since your, the Giants' offense better.
4: They did. With Tyrod yes.
6: Taylor running the I'm show than with Daniel Jones. I, the only bonehead play you. he made was at the end of the first half with that. That yeah. running play, that was outrageous. Yeah. But Tyrod a, and the offense looked much better with him.
4: Yeah, he is he is not a, a superstar. He never will be a superstar, but uh, he knows the assignment and usually does what he's supposed to do. Uh, yep. Now, mm-hmm. this is what, what I just said is what Deion Sanders is very frustrated about, that maybe his Colorado team knows the assignment but they don't do what they're supposed to do. Mike, I know before last time we were on, that was before, uh, I think Colorado uh, played Stanford at home. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> they go up 29 zip at halftime. They're up 29 zip at halftime. And then all of a sudden they lose that game. It was just shocking that they lost to Stanford after being up by 29. And so uh, I said earlier, uh, I said to Lawrence Jackson that Dion has a lot in common with some of the coaches who who are his rivals and and some of the coaches mm-hmm. who probably look at him and say we don't do it that way no you know maybe on the surface Dion is different but Dion is trying to tap in and motivate young men just like y'all are and Dion mm-hmm. finds himself finds himself puzzled at times of of, of messaging of, of getting the message across and what really is important to these young men Mike I know you. You follow this stuff so closely uh, as, as well as anyone. Do you see the Colorado Buffaloes getting two more wins left this season with the schedule they have and the way they perform? I,
6: I said when I came on the show last week that it was imperative. I said, I said it was imperative that the Colorado Buffaloes win two games for sure. They needed six. That was the Stanford game. That was a winnable game. And I felt like Arizona, Arizona. at the time, I felt like they could have been a winnable game because every other team was ranked. They got UCLA, Oregon State, Washington State, and Utah. And right now, I don't see a path to six games for this Colorado football team. Now, I know they're on a bye. UCLA has a hell of a defense. I will say that. Now, this offense can... Formulate some kind of offense against that UCLA defense. They might have a chance because UCLA has a true freshman quarterback that can make mistakes every time. He's dynamic. He's going to be an excellent quarterback in the next couple of years. That could be a win. The Oregon State game, no. Arizona, possibly. Washington State hasn't been playing well lately, so maybe that. But Utah, the end of the season, I don't see how that. Utah has their own quarterback issues right now. So yeah, I think it's been a fascinating story. It's a great story, and you got. Uh, bowls like the Peach Bowl already reaching out to Colorado because they want them to be in the bowl game, but they got to get that six right now. And right now, because of that Stanford debacle, when you blow a 29-point lead at home uh, and lose in overtime, when you can't stop S- Stanford. I'm talking about Stanford. I'm not talking about Oregon. I'm not talking about Washington. I'm talking about Stanford, one of the worst teams in the league uh, in, in college football. You blow that, you may have blown your chances of uh, going to a college football bowl game this season.
5: I'm with Mike that UCLA is very possible um, in terms of a win, because I do think UCLA is up and down in that regard. Um, Arizona potentially as well. So it's not out of, it's not, it's it's possibly still there. But now they mm-hmm. put their backs against the wall with losing to Stanford the way that they did. And look, USC can tell you all about what it's like playing against Stanford, right? They, they mm-hmm. give them... Hell, every single time they play, right. so they know all about it. The dude for um, Stanford that that had the game, the, the game that he had had two hundred and seven yards for the whole season prior to that yeah. game, and then had mm-hmm. two hundred and ninety-six yards. So that just In tells you half. that. <laughs> <laughs> that Colorado just was like, "Oh, twenty nine, nothing. We got this. This is this is over." And look, I, I didn't love the fact. So, so back to your point about Dion motivating these guys, and that's fine if you if, if you want to say that these guys f- weren't as motivated. But Dion got to take some of this too. Justin Hunter should not be in a position. Travis Hunter should not be in a position where he is playing the, as many snaps as he played coming on his first game back, mm-hmm. and he got to take mm-hmm. some accountability for that. I, I feel like that the heat pushed that man a little too far on his first game back. But ultimately, that's a game that you have to win. Uh, But I do think UCLA is one that you could put an asterisk next to, because I don't think that they're as good as advertised. And I'm with Mm -hmm. you, too, in terms of Utah, I, is Cam Rising playing? Is he not playing? What's going on with them? Right. So I, I really don't know. But there's still a possibility because that offense is, is prolific and they can move the ball that they can get two wins. It's just going to be hard, man. It really is at this point.
6: Mike, I got uh, uh, two points I can make if I can. Go,
5: Go ahead. Yeah, you got it.
6: Uh, and she made a good point with Travis Hunter playing both sides of the football, coming back from that injury, not you know being winded, and having to guard I.O. Manor, or trying to, trying to. I think he got exposed a little bit from the defensive back position. I've heard uh, other coaches coming out say he takes a lot of chances. People want to throw in his way because he's such a tremendous athlete, and he had a great game on the offensive side of the football, so he obviously was winded because he had a lot of targets there. So I think he was exposed a little bit, and maybe he needed to cut back on that. The good thing for Colorado, though, nobody's talking about, is that nobody's talking about Colorado right now. And since nobody's talking about Colorado because some of the some of the hype has come off of Colorado and nobody's over-covering and over-saturating them, and I know they're on the bye this week, maybe, just maybe, they can sneak up on a couple of people because other teams might not be bringing their best and being just as, you know, hey, this is everybody's wanting to talk about Colorado. We got to shut them down. You got Dan Landing giving a pregame speech, talking about we're about wins, everybody clicks, and all that type of stuff like that. So the motivation going up against Colorado may be down just a little bit. Not saying that they're going to overlook them or whatnot, but because America has stopped jumping on the bandwagon, especially the media when it comes to Colorado, just a little bit, yeah. and that can come back. Yeah. I think that is going to help them in the long run. All
4: right. So uh, last thing here. Before we go and move on, Mike, and you know, always great to have you on, Mike. So, uh, tell us like the most. Uh, what, what was the drama that was the most interesting at ESPN? I mean, you know, you, you already threw it out there, so now you know, you, you, you <laughs> tease us all. Okay, like, yeah, like uh, what was the one? Uh, what was the one? Like, uh, uh, see, you kind of like music. Don't be running. We can keep the music I going. A book.
6: I book. I can read you some excerpts from the book. That's it's it. in there open mic in bookstores uh bars and noble walmart.com target.com go open mic I'm, look bro i got told a couple of things about from a, 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 a media personnel person that will blow your mind uh one of the heads of espn said something about uh i will treat you fairly but not equally That's a lot of stuff so it's out in the book go get it Ooh. it's still on sale oh oh open, open mic, mic there. There, there. Open yeah, mic. Yeah. And look at you. Yeah.
4: Look at you all yeah. swollen up that on there. Was... Is that a real photo? <laughs> yeah. Is that real?
6: Is that, yeah, yeah. that, that Photoshop? had the baby oil working for me that day.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Mike Hill, always good to yeah. see you, man. Take care, brother.
6: A pleasure, man.
5: I'm nosy, so
0: I'm getting that book.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> we
6: got to get it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of the Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu.
4: Rita, I don't think you've had the pleasure of my bets, your money, Well, what I do, Rita, I tell people how they should spend their money. Don't come to me. If it didn't go <laughs> go well, I just listen, I just, I'm just an advisor here. It's my bet, it's your money. Do what you want to do. But I I'm telling you, game tonight, Thursday night football. The Jaguars are the better team, but the Saints will win it. Go with the Saints. Mm-hmm. The Saints are gonna win it outright. It's not even a yeah. betting thing. The Saints are going to beat up on Trevor Lawrence tonight. Trevor Lawrence, he's going to play. Yeah, There's have some questions about him playing in this game. He's a little inconsistent. He will be inconsistent against a very good Saints defense. So, my bet your money is back. It had not been here all season. I'm Kay. bringing it back. And next week, I'm going to have a full slate of games. About three or four games. So, Kay. I hope you come back for that, Rita. Uh-uh
5: concern though Mike like uh, the Saints don't have they're starting left or starting right tackle so you are confident that Derek Carr is going to be okay no. with that anyway.
4: No no I'm yeah. I'm confident in the I'm confident in the Saints defense at the Caesars Superdome
2: mm-hmm.
4: being turned. alright so I think uh, I think they'll get a score I think they'll get a defensive okay. score to set the tone in this game so I like the Saints tonight over the Jaguars, even though the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs and win their division. Now, uh, speaking of that division, it's a very good division. Uh, all of a sudden, why? Like the, the, the Colts are 500. The Jaguars are, are four and two. And uh, now you have your favorite underdog team. Rita, <laughs> the Houston Texans with my quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Let's hear from C.J. Stroud and you can tell me why they're your favorite underdog team. Here's C.J. Stroud of the Texans. Uh, what I've been through in, in this game, uh, coming from a place like Ohio State, having ups and downs um, and just knowing like their next play is the best play. Like It's not about what, what's happened before or the game before or whatever. It's about going one and all every play. At times, like, man, I would get flustered. I would get pissed, like, because I want to be so great. And, like, I want I work really hard on the little details on, like, straining two yards every play after the whistle's blown. Like, every little thing that I've been taught to do, I want to do it, like, for the glory of God and for my teammates. I'm telling you, Rita, I love, yeah, I love this kid. Yeah. He, you know why. He already told you why. Where he, yeah. Where he learned, where he learned... All of this greatness in Columbus, Ohio, uh, O-H-I-O, stand up now. Uh, but you, you said it, they're your favorite underdog team. Why?
5: I just love the makeup of this team. Um, I think D'Amico Ryans has done a really great job. You know, a lot of people didn't see much coming from um, this Texans team because obviously they're young and they don't have a lot of players that you can say, oh, I know this guy um, on paper. But I've always felt like CJ Stroud was the best quarterback Um, that was NFL-ready coming out of the draft. And I I love Bryce Young. I don't want to take that away from him, but his size has always been a concern for me. Um, I always thought that C.J. Stroud was the most pro-ready of them all. And I felt like that C.J. was ready to take off the the bad myths about Ohio State quarterbacks coming out and going into the NFL. Cause that you know the, the the talk has always been, oh, they don't do that well when they get to the NFL level. So I just really enjoy seeing this young man play well. And and he's going to be a fantastic quarterback. They're going to get some weapons, you know, down the stretch, whether it be through free agency or whether they go through the draft and they're going to get better. They're well coached. I just really like watching him play and to see him progress so fast in a short period of time just tells you how good of a player he's going to be moving forward.
4: Yeah, you're right, Rita. And I, I remember, you know, right before the draft, there started to be some comments about uh, CJ Stroud and, you know, look, uh, analytics has its place. I'm not anti, uh, analytics. What I am is anti going all in on measurements and not really thinking about common sense and not bringing in feel and instinct. I think both of them have their place. So there were some metrics about uh, CJ Stroud and his processing and he, he didn't score very well. Sometimes people can just ball out and every test doesn't really translate to football skills, so I'm just so happy to see this. So I think that test can kick rocks now. All right. And the okay. tape doesn't so lie. what does that mean?
5: The tape Wait, doesn't does lie. Mean? I mean, Holly, it does, does. The mean? tape doesn't lie. The tape does not that, lie.
4: Right. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. So uh, yeah. shout out uh, Houston Texans. I, I I'd like to see uh, C.J. Stroud continue to improve. Now, uh, baseball playoffs, Philadelphia Phillies in the NLCS, surprisingly having a time of their lives against the Arizona Diamondbacks who eliminated the Dodgers, but uh, uh, the Phillies are having a great time and we had a couple of uh, Eagles players at the Philadelphia game and I just want you to I, I sometimes just go on social media just to be entertained, uh, not the doom scroll, but just to be entertained uh, and we found this and want to share with you. Check this out.
2: How many baseball games you
6: been to? Yeah, my first one. We're going crazy. I'm this is my first one, too.
2: I want to see a home run. Not right now, though. Yeah, not right now. Baseball season be so long, so long. How many games they got? Don't give me a lot. I don't know. He look like he about to do damage, though. Boom, I told you. 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 To I told you. To I told you about to do damage. He got a good song. He got a That song probably gonna be in my head all night. Right? Hey, okay. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> like, that's 100 miles per hour. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Hello. Come, Come on, man. Right? Yes, I almost said rep. I gotta say umpire, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. Come Come on. on. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Come Come on. On. <laughs> this <laughs> hurt. This uh, they lit. Switch switches like this
4: though. I gotta come back to one of these oh, bro. That was Terrell Edmonds and DeAndre Swift. That, that MLB should use that, Rita, as a commercial. Yeah. I know baseball was a vibe like this. I mean, that is like a perfect commercial. That was hilarious and a great advertisement for uh, the MLB playoffs.
5: Yeah, I love it. I love when people go to baseball games and that's their first time. Baseball was my first love. So the experience for me has always just been something that I love to see. So I love to see like them getting into it and them enjoying it. And then also they in Philly. And you know, Philly is just a live city anyway. So I know it was lit right. there anyway. They
4: said, said, how many games?
0: I, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu.
6: So I know you all have good intentions. Guys, you got to help us. If not, we're going to lose something, I'd say, one of the greatest pastimes that we've ever had. And no matter where you went to school, no matter if you played or not, you're still there. It's still part of you. And you're rooting for the system, but you're rooting for the kids. And anymore, it's kind of hard to root for the kids when they're starting multi millionaires a freshman, sophomore. So that's my two cents.
4: All right, Rita. I know you got some feelings about Joe Manchin. Go ahead. Joe Manchin said, "Hey, he can't he can't get into college anymore because the kids are making money." Your thoughts?
5: I can't get into politicians that put themselves under one party and then vote against the same things that they claim that they're a part of. So, I mean, you know, I don't like the hypocrisy no any different than he doesn't like young people getting paid. I thought we was into the free market. I thought that that was what we liked in this country. So now you don't want these kids making money for what they do and helping billionaires get paid? I, I don't understand the logic. He got too many other things to worry about, like l- passing legislation to help his people than to be talking about college football players making money.
4: Rita Hubbard! For the win. (laughs) Tell them, Rita.
5: From the top rope, baby.